Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR Network at, you guess it, the MTR Network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. Podcasts are given away for absolutely free 99. We are back. Second thing this week. You get promised two things a week. You get delivered two things a week. If you listen to our episode from Tuesday that led into the game one for Denver in L.A., man, oh, man, that was a hell of a barn burner game and a great podcast episode. But at the top of that episode, the homie Mike was on here to discuss NBA basketball, and he said, make your podcasts with your wife longer, you coward. Well, no one's coward. I can't promise how long it's going to be. But we are back once again with my much, 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 much better half. Susan, how are you doing? That was quite the introduction. I felt it was Thank important you. to build you up. Thank you. I, I appreciate no, it. It means no a lot. We're about to be in a car together for six hours. Um, so as we head to the beach, uh, I guess by the time this is airing, uh, for Hangout Fest, um, are you ex- I know that – so Hangout Fest is a music festival that happens in Gulf Shores, Alabama every year. I The, the last time I went single was the spring before I met you – or we started dating um i actually sat down with my friends and was like i'm tired of the, the i'd run into girls at the beach who i didn't want to run into and i was like i don't want to do this anymore i need to stop being a single person i need to find someone who i can care about and lo and behold the universe delivered you me or joyce i can't decide um <laughs> but we're going back this year we bought the tickets before we found out about impending baby palmer so susan's getting a very nice relaxing beach weekend of chauffeuring me to and from a, 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 a vip situation but she's going to enjoy a beach weekend while I enjoy uh, SZA and the Chili Peppers and Thundercat and other art artists on the beach. Could not be more excited if you see me out there. Um, no pictures, please. But just say hi. Um, just yeah, just say hi. Uh, <laughs> but yes, we're excited for that. But before we get headed to the beach, before we can load up the car and hit the road, we're going to be sitting here and we're going to talk about MTV's The Challenge. Now, Susan, before I give everyone. I gave everyone the backstory of the challenge. Were you a challenge viewer before we started dating, or is this something I forced it upon you? I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm a child of the MTV generation. So, yeah, not not to the extent that we watch it. We watch it like it's a... How I mean, could you? It's We watch it the way that we watch it now. We watch all of it, every, every bit yes. of it. It's my favorite night of the week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching Road Rules and Real World, so I, I of course, also watched the challenge the challenge um so for those of you who are uninitiated let me start by saying this on an unwavering voice the challenge is better than the shows you like i know everyone especially since the last writer strike was exposed to more and more reality television the last writer strike gave us jersey shore and you know celebrity apprentice which led to president trump so maybe we should just pay the writers um but what it's evolved into as the challenge is more than just a spinoff of real world and road rules. What's happened now is the shows you watch, it's for people to make it to the challenge. What do I mean? So this series we're about to talk about, Challenge World Championship, it's streamed exclusively on Paramount Plus. They aren't paying me to say this, but it's the only place you can get it. Um, I want you to just, I'm gonna read through some of the other shows these people came from so that you have an idea of what we're talking about. 
We have survivor winners on here. We have people from Are You the One, people from Love Island, people from Big Brother, people from Survivor, The Bachelor Australia, Real World's Extreme, um, Love Island Australia again, a celebrity chef was on here, Jordy Shore. The bottom line is if you watch a reality show and it's a competition-based reality show, the goal of those participants is to one day be discussed on the Palmer couch, like a Johnny Bananas or a CT. To one day reach the hallowed halls of Tory Deal or Casey Clark. To one day be mocked like Fessy. Because the challenge is no longer just a thing that happens once, like three, four times a year, honestly. Now it's America's fifth major sport because reality TV has become our number one most enjoyed export. And what Paramount did was they had taken some, I guess, auxiliary challenge seasons. They had done like international ones. They did a, a Challenge USA where it was open to other participants, which I honestly said was look at this feeder system into the actual proper challenge. And then they decided to pair those winners of those like ancillary challenges with challenge legends and let them loose into the game. And every time there's a new crop of people or, or we're getting fresh meat, if you will, to use the lexicon of the time and of the, uh, of the, of the show, you and I look at each other and we're like, these folks aren't going to last. And every time we're right, every time it pans out that whoever thinks they're ready for the challenge clearly isn't because it's a good combination of social game, of physical game, of so many things, different aspects that are taken up in other games. But this right here was a very, very good, in my opinion, 12 episodes, a good 12 week run. How was your take on the challenge world championships as a whole? I'm always skeptical when they bring in new folks, but I was especially skeptical this time because they, a lot of these, these new folks to us, new to us at least, came in with a chip on their shoulder. Um, but I enjoyed it in part because of that, the added drama of those characters and their, and their perspective on the game, them thinking they know more. None of those it was really like, interesting because it wasn't just like new people coming in and interacting with people that we knew. It was yeah. people who consider themselves champions. People who thought they'd done something on their one adorable season of their regional challenge. I roll. And, huge I roll. And from Jump Street, the the game was these new these quote end quote champions would be competing alongside actual legends. And mostly legends are names that if you've watched the challenge before, the names you know. We're talking about uh, uh, Nelson, <laughs> old Nelly. We're talking about Hurricane Naya. We're talking about West, possibly the most evil ginger alive. We're talking about Joanna, two-time winner of Challenge All-Stars. We're talking about Johnny Bananas, on-set producer every time he's on the show. And as things got whittled down and, and the game kind of evolved, it went from a situation where people were working together with their nations or their countries because it came and it was like, here's the team from U.S. and here's a team from Argentina, the team from Australia and the team from U.S. and the team from England, excuse me. And what I liked about some of our vets, immediately they were like, we can use your people if you want, but this is not a team game. Jordan from the jump with Kaz was like, look, I understand and I sympathize you being British and with these British people and you want to not throw them in, but guess what? We don't get any wins off that. Yeah, this was a, it was a really straightforward season. I was thinking about that as we were watching the, the 
uh, finale today. Um, there was no twist where all of a sudden they had to fight for their nation again, you know, like it was very right. much consistent throughout and exactly what you said, every man for himself. Every man for themselves. Of note, the uh, the host was, of course, the incomparable, the, um, I mean, the immeasurable, the, the, the superlative eclipsing TJ Lavin. He killed it. Um, but they also had the other four, three uh, uh, hosts of their spinoffs, Ronnie Dawson, Mark Wright, and Marley, um, coming in and kind of giving a little local flavor for their nations. But make no mistake about it, this was all about the legends. And I think that that was the attitude that uh, some of the newcomers didn't have and kind of rubbed you and I the wrong way. And so before we talk about the, the final that we just watched, let's talk about some of the standout performances or standout members of the teams that we saw this this year. I want to first touch on the young lady who won Australia, which I didn't know about, and her partner, Jarrell, who, I mean, if you've watched the challenge, Jarrell, legend upon legend. But Kiki was, for me, a fascinating watch. I know that you kind of took a shine to her because she was just a nail tech. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a woman that's good at bar games because she probably hangs out in bars. And <laughs> she's like street smart. Like she probably does a lot of yoga. <laughs> like, and I'm not and trying and, to and like because, minimize her talent. Woman, she's tough as shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, by no means minimizing her talent and saying those things. You know, that we're hi we're highlighting you know, how how like a real experience makes you a real tough competitor yes. and she was on the bachelor australia four so you're thinking oh this is probably a layup person but no she outlasted olympians in her challenge australia season and won yeah. that bad boy and so for her and Darrell to make it to all the way to episode 10 it was sad to see but we're going to talk about one of the reasons she had to go home in a second but i was cheering for them honestly from the jump because he's a Darrell fan the guy just either loves his family or hates them i can't decide because he keeps <laughs> showing up He's also just, he's the most straightforward. He's just like, he, he's like Jim from The Office. He like deadpans at the camera. And this is just like, oh man, what are we doing? These I people. wish it was like, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just a dad who's like, I'm here he's a very, to exactly, very get away from my family dad. or make some extra money. I don't know, but here I am. <laughs> if I bring him money, leave me alone. I don't know. Um, but yeah, 100%. Let's talk about Team Argentina just for a quick second. It was really adorable. Brutal. I think it was sweet that they tried, like they really put forth the effort to be like, we want to be nice and friendly and like a cultural exchange. And it just felt like every vet who wasn't, who was attached to an Argentinian person was like, all right, so we've got to figure yeah. out how to get you tougher to keep us here. Yeah, wasn't happening. They did not. Wasn't happening. It didn't last. No, it really didn't. It really didn't. Another team didn't last. I thought it was going to last longer. Wes and Zara. Um, Wes outthought himself yeah. and put himself in bad positions. And we're, we're a pro Wes fan, uh, a team here because he's just so cocky. It's entertaining. Yeah. And I think that's always part of it too, that I realized that I like the ones I know I've no longer, obviously, but also because it felt like some of their idiosyncrasies. I I've seen them for 20 years now. Like it's something that like, Oh, maybe if I watched 20 seasons of Danny being an asshole, I wouldn't hate him as much. But we'll talk about yeah. him in a second. Uh, let's talk about uh, another one of my favorite teams, or my least favorite team, actually. Emily and yes. So Emily was oh. a veteran of the Australia season of the challenge. She did not even make a final there. Um, it was a big point of contention for her. She, like, had it out for her fellow Australians all season. And 
yes is he's too nice to be likable. If yeah, that makes I don't any sense to anyone nice. No, you can't trust them. They're too nice. It, it rings fake the whole time. And so when Emily was like angling to get Kiki sent home repeatedly, I was just like, hey, man, she beat you. She doesn't seem to be holding a grudge. Like, how about you grow up and move on? And he, she was incapable of doing that. Um, also, she was cutting backroom deals with some of the final who people ended up being finalists. And I was like, hey, wouldn't you rather not go against an Olympian in a final? Because I sure as hell wouldn't. Um, but she got out of there before the end of the game and cried and you turned around because you're a good person. You felt bad. And I cackled because I could not stand Emily or yes. Um, but let's now talk about the finalists. Uh, we'll start with the bottom of the team. That, and, and again, spoilers for the finale. This is airing. This is when I put this out on Thursday. So you've had 24, but this is a fine. This is a, a spoiler cast for the Challenger World Championship. I do not know if they're doing a reunion. Google says nothing yet, but it's Paramount Plus, so no one's probably paying attention. So I'll, if there's a reunion, I'll be on Twitter being an idiot. So just at dpalm66. So let's talk about the last four teams. Theo, veteran of Love Island UK, veteran of two uh, actual challenge seasons, I believe he finished second twice, and his partner Sarah, who I guess won her challenge for the women in the USA. I don't actually care, but she's a survivor veteran. Um, Theo, you may remember from losing an eye to a champagne bottle. That's that Theo. He's back. He looks like he has two eyes. He only has one. Um, He's a former Olympian himself in track and field. But they were felled in the final by a twisted ankle. Uh, Swelled up real nice on him. And, you know, you hate to see that. But I wept no tears for Sarah, man. I had no sympathy left for Sarah. I was out. No, she, she was on the list of people who came in with a chip on their shoulder. Like, I know what I'm doing. These, these legends think that they can outplay us. And it's like, why don't you listen to them? Why don't they, they can actually. So maybe reel in your ego. Uh, it, so it, was, it was really weird. Cause she's like, I've got a game plan. And it's like, well, so do these people. And they've got longer, more established relationships with these other people. Yeah. So maybe you should take a little bit of back seat, but she was intent on playing her game on, on on doing things her way and for what it's worth it got to do a final fair but happy uh, third so yeah oh, oh oh couldn't i feel bad for theo's ankle i feel great seeing sarah not finish uh next up the third place team troy and casey clark they both had the circuit two in this round to get to the final troy was initially paired with amber who is a former challenge champion no matter how much susan dislikes her and she was forced to leave the game due to what we thought at the time was illness and turned out to be pregnancy. So take you down. He'll take you down. <laughs> so let's go back. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, as someone who cockily said, you know, this first time I straight nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was wrong. Shit's hard. <laughs> It was, it was, I was happy for Amber. I was excited. I'm, I'm glad she got the hell out of there because a pregnant woman should not have run that final. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I really I walk around the block. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Get her out of here. Get her out of there. Just for everyone's safety, especially the baby. And then uh, his partner was one of our favorites in the house, Casey Clark. Casey has been a mainstay of the challenge. They started bringing in the Big Brother cast. I don't hold it against her that she's friends with Josh, who may be the most annoying human being I've ever seen on television. Oh I don't hang against her that she uh, is friends with Fessy, who is the messiest person on television. I am aware that he goes by Fessel now, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. That season he announced that, I was very like, oh, it's Fessel now, until he started being messy again. 
and then he became messy fessy again. And I feel no no shame about that. Um, we were spared seeing him this year, but yeah. Casey is again like one of our favorites. Susan, what was it like watching Casey get carried by Troy? Like Troy was a trooper through and through, a former American Ninja War Australian Ninja Warrior champion. Excuse me. Yes, even Ninja Warriors can't win a challenge. This yeah. is hard, people. We watched Casey come in here. She's now, I believe, dating or engaged to to Nani, another challenge vet. And I know we were cheering hard for that team. Oh, man, so hard. They were my number one to, to make it all the way. Because they also yeah. had a really tough go at it through the whole season. I mean, they were, like you said, they had different partners. They went in three times, which I'm going to say. More than that? Uh, it was I think probably Casey the most of any total. Troy went in four total. She went in three total. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, just. Troy's like tiny but mighty, you know? He he's he's a beast and he's so like both of them are so even keeled, like mm-hmm. huge fan. You know, I'm a huge Nani, Casey, Stan, obsessed with them. They're adorable. I'm like, bring it home to Nani. Bring that money and, home. And I gotta say that the episode, the the penultimate episode where they got to pick out who they were gonna go into the elimination against. And they stood with spine with steel in their spines and said, Give us yes, give us Emily. Two undersized folks taking on yes. two larger people in an event called a hall brawl. Ah. Uh, and so watching good. Casey fold Emily in half and then Emily cry into the sand. I've had better feelings this year. I just can't think of when. <laughs> so satisfying. And Troy's so much smaller than yes, but yes is spineless. It was great. Spineless. That's <laughs> Very, very, no, no, not even a little bit. Very well stated. Um, Let's go to the second place team next. Tori Deal, who's had a hell of a run as a challenge competitor. She won the last uh, edition of the challenge, her first win alongside her partner, Devin. Um, She's a veteran of Are You the One? And her partner this season was Danny McCrary from Survivor 41. Danny McCrary, the name might sound familiar. And yes, this is a sports podcast. He's a former Dallas Cowboy. Uh, he was a he wore number 40 for the Cowboys. He's a rookie. He had 28 special teams tackles, the most in, eight, in team history since 88, most by any player on the Cowboys since, thir- since 1996. Um, he eventually became special teams captain. He was utilized as a hybrid linebacker in safety. And once I realized he was a safety and a special teams guy, I understood Danny a lot more. Please explain. So Danny's like, for those, if you haven't watched the show, I hope that this makes you. Um, Danny is hard-headed. Danny is my way of the highway guy. Danny is, I've got a plan. I've got to feed my family. Danny's that way for two reasons. One, undrafted. Like, he's not a guy who was a draft pick, was guaranteed a spot. He had to earn everything he had on the football field through hooker by crook, strong uh, uh, special teams, finding a way to get on the field and get recognized. I understand that, that, that desire and that life. But also, at his heart, the dude's a strong safety. And he reminds me of every safety I've ever met. Because you've got to be a little bit cocky, a little bit crazy to say, oh, I'm going to stand in the middle of this field and stop anything that comes my way. Pass, knock it down, run, I'm going to stuff him. Like, you've got to be a little outside your mind. Think about the corners you can think of. Think about those 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 cocky, abrasive, those guys who have to be that way to play that position. Now think of the guy behind them. That's your safety. That's Danny. That's a special teams guy, and that makes a lot more sense. Did not make me like him anymore. Hmm. Interesting analysis. Yeah, I still can't stand the dude, but I like the understanding that you've provided. He annoyed me. 
again, too cocky. I just, I have too much re respect for these yeah. legends to have somebody yeah. come in with a fraction of the experience with so much bravado. Like it just, I'm like, come on. Take he was the male winner of his I'm season of Challenge USA, but like I said, that's like winning. It's an, it's a, it is a regional qualifier. Yes, he and some of had the finalists even, for this. Yes, some of the finalists even said that in this final challenge, that that it com didn't compare at all. Like this, their their finals in their previous shows didn't compare at all to what they experienced in this uh, world championship. Um, it's just not the and, same and thing. I try, and, I, and that's what I try to explain to people. Like, oh, I watch, oh, I watch other competition-based reality shows. Like, you don't watch the OG. You don't watch the first. I remind everyone that the very first reality show in America was the real world it means yeah. the very first competition reality show was the challenge and while it started off as a bunch of college kids getting drunk and possibly getting into fistfights or getting backpacked it's evolved into a thing that like clearly the guys are on steroid cycles and they take it super seriously and it's become a, a, a they've legitimized the challenge in a way that i didn't think was possible i like that you can say that uh, about a show where in the finale there was a terror train, a fear train. <laughs> we'll talk about that. And they wore shot collars oh, to oh, stay awake. Oh. We'll talk about I stand that. by what you said, <laughs> but I'm just saying. That, that's why this show is so good, is, is the absurdity, but also it's it's hard. Like the things that they, they ran 20 miles. Like, and then didn't get to go to sleep. Again, we will talk about the final in a second, because I do want to talk about our winners, Jordan Weasley, Veteran of the real world, Portland. Veteran of multiple challenges. Winner of multiple challenges. Um, who I've psychoanalyzed more than any other person on my television in possibly my entire life. Uh, I love him. Look, he needs therapy, but yeah. I'm not sure it would help. Yeah, I mean, we we joke about putting a poster of of Jordan in the baby's room because at the end of the day. Dude is a beast. Like he I joke about taping up one of the baby's hands and being like, "You've only got one." Be like, That's too far. Is it? <laughs> what can is he that... do? What will he accomplish? Look, I'm just saying. It's clearly having a father who didn't love him in one hand has worked really well for Jordan, and it's interesting to watch him as a person like realize that his abrasiveness, his his approach towards everything, isn't always the best way to get things done. Like watching him literally changed his tactics with Kaz over the course yeah. of 12 weeks yeah. was it's nice to watch someone grow and learn and change. And like, we watched the last season of the challenge where he openly like pushed Anisa too far and yeah. couldn't rebuild that trust of like, I'm here for you. And with Kaz, even when you could watch him get frustrated, he was, you could almost see him like reminding himself, be more patient, like hitting the things that I'm sure some therapist has told him about working well with others. Because right. he was better by the end, by the by the end of the challenge, it it was like, oh, this is how this is how you, this is how you take that style of human being and make him a leader, as opposed to making him the guy that you're trying to prove wrong. Yes, and I think I mean, that was a huge improvement. Yes. But we've watched I mean, a bunch of these, we've seen a ton of these. I do want to talk about the challenge we just watched, the final we just watched, grueling, torturous. Uh, it opened up with them on a train station. And TJ Lavin giving that costume department some good, good work with that silly, silly hat. And from there, it was it, they slept on the train, and then they, the next day hell began because, like you said, they had to run 
total 20 miles and accomplished four horrifically hard stations. And the stations were, I think it was like drinking something disgusting, throwing something into a, 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 a pit a while away, uh, literally a math problem. And the fourth one was like guessing the weights of something and putting them in the right order. Yep. What's funny is that like some of these are like, yes, like survivor type stuff of like drinking things, or I guess it's like fear factor. I don't want to the shows, but when one of the games is throw this thing in a bucket and all the guys and all the teams are like, I got this and they all succeed. Sometimes it's just a bar game. Sometimes it's just guys throwing stuff at boxes from across the room that we've been doing for years. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And it, it, if you're, if you have not watched it the way that you just described it, it can sound not that difficult, but it is hard running four miles between each of those stations. Four miles is far. Yeah. On and the knowledge that there's four more coming. Yes. It's daunting. It is daunting. And it's it mentally, and you watch it happen. It's mentally taxing. It weighs on people. It, 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 there's a weight to these final challenges. And I think that particularly this week or this year, um, we've seen that really bear out because in the middle of the first run leg of the final, we have uh, 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 Theo, who is, again, an Olympian, a sprinter, took his eye off the ball for a split second and rolled his ankle too bad where he could not continue. And while I do feel bad for Theo and I hope he comes back, um, Sarah couldn't happen to a nicer partner. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Rolling from there, that sounds horrible. That... So Go ahead. Just saying, like those like minor injuries because of the endurance that these athletes, yeah, I said it. There it is. <laughs> have to go through in these in these uh, challenges and finales, like a simple ankle roll or twisting a knee, you're done. You can't do it. You physically yep. can't compete. Compete. Uh, after yep. running 20 miles, they were loaded back onto what they called the was it fear train, train of fear, yep. the yep. fear express basically the worst version of the Hogwarts Express there could ever be. And they were brought into a dining room full of delectable food. And they were given fancy clothes to put on because I guess they had a costume budget they just hadn't hit yet and said, hey, let's use it here. They put them in the fancy clothes, they eat the fancy food, and then TJ Lavin comes in the train car with shot collars. (laughs) And tells them, based on their uh, finish, they'll be allowed a certain amount of sleep. The person in the lead right now gets an hour of sleep. The person in second place, team in second place, you only get 30 minutes. That third place team got 15 minutes of sleep. And if you fell asleep outside of your window, that's what the shot callers are for. So we got hilarious time lapse of them all trying to keep each other awake until the given time to fall asleep, which apparently was six in the morning. Now, bear, well, keep in mind, The guys, amount of sleep resulted in the final, like who won? Yeah. Yeah, the sleep deprivation decided the. I hadn't even thought about that yeah. because you've got to remember they've run 20 miles, they've done these activities, they got a full meal in them. Where you could see too, that was a lot, a very much like a rookies versus vets move. The rookies were like, "I'm just so hungry," and the vets were like, "There's something else coming. I, I don't trust yeah. DJ Lavin. It's Why am I wearing fancy clothes? This is yep. a trap. I'm it's eating fruit and like light greens and just trying to keep it all moving. I'm not trying to get logged down." And then for TJ to come out with the shot callers, and that was the moment I actually really enjoyed and kind of spoke to the larger challenge of them all realizing no one wants to get shocked. Let's no. keep each other awake until we don't have to. Like, let's work to, there's there's no reason to make, we're all going to be running on sub 
well, sub two hours of sleep. So why don't we make this as easy as possible? So they fought to keep each other awake. No one got shocked. If you were cheering for someone to get shocked, well, seek help. You just, it's weird. It's just weird if you want to see humans get shocked. That's strange. Um, but I'm going to watch them run for 20 miles. Anyway, <laughs> they are woken up. And then, so they got their sleep. They got hour, half hour, 15 minutes. And then TJ walked into the car and I was bracing for TJ to blow an air horn. I was very ready because that's how I was woke up at football camps, whistles and air horns. But they walked in and he said, hey, guys, it's time to wake up. It was very, it was the nicest TJ Lavin has ever been. You know, he didn't enjoy that, though. He he yeah. he proposed an air horn and they were like, come on, teach. <laughs> They've been asleep for 15 minutes. Just, yeah, leave, just say sleep. something. <laughs> they, aren't that as, they aren't that asleep. Yeah, we want them to get through the final. We want them to survive. Which they almost didn't because then they had to – ride a bike super far and yeah. like it's just one of those things where like yes riding a bike is a simple activity but when you're running on one hour or 15 minutes of sleep over two days after having exhausted your body for 20 miles like you're that's a big ask and then ended as it always did with a sprint up a mountain but because they were subverting our expectations the sprint up the mountain was only led to a sprint right back down that very same mountain and into yeah. the woods to where they finally were awarded their prize jordan and uh kaz i believe it was half a million dollars was the uh the grand prize um man i uh i gotta say that was a hell of a final i enjoyed it i mean i always do i'm a mark what can i say Y'all see how she just said Mark. I didn't tell her to say Mark. I didn't make her say Mark. She says pop around the house sometimes. Like, what a pop. Like, ah, look at her. It's all for you, babe. It's all for you. Come on. Mm -mm. It's not for me. It's for you. You brainwashed now. I'm in there. Ah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it was was a fantastic challenge, fantastic finish. The team – and the thing with Jordan is, like, it's it's easy to talk about what an asshole he is. But, man, that guy goes harder than anyone else in the world. He – his turning to Kaz and making her run through the rope at the end. I love that's him. it, man. You want to root for him. Because, like, exactly like you said, he is someone that he's flawed. We're all flawed. You see him misstep with the way he talks to people. He's so passionate about succeeding and working hard, and he does. And he, you can see that he's, he's getting there. Um, so happy to see him win. Um, Kaz did great. Really enjoyed this season. Ready for more. When's the next one? How could yeah? How could you not? How could you not cheer for him? How could you not want more? How could you not want a reunion? Because there are things that I still want cleared up. I want Emily to say it to someone's face that she just hates Kiki. Like I want her. I I am invested in the new people only because they're openly messy. Because the new people, the old people, have kind of figured out how to coexist and navigate things. Yeah, they know each other well. They know each other very. It's been twenty years at this point. Yes. For a lot of them. Yeah. Like the fact that bananas and Wes are like old friends at this point, we've come very far. <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy. It is fantastic. It's a lot of fun, and even the challenge games. Like I want to see more. Like this is this is why we do this. And and when we started watching this, they were like, if you win today's challenge, you get a Burger King Whopper. And like in the middle of this season, it was like, here's an event sponsored by Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Oh my God! Right. And you're like, sure sponsors. <laughs> they've really moved in the right direction. And and I couldn't be happier to see it. We even got the return of some actual arena favorites. The pole wrestle, couldn't be happier to see that. Oh. Um, and then, of course, the last one, Hall Brawl. 
So <laughs> I guess the Felders have family coming in this summer and Felder wants to build a hall brawl. She's trying to give people kids. concussions. For the kids, it's fun. No. Well, Kristen's fighting. I mean, it sounds it. fun. It sounds fun. I was <laughs> but no. <laughs> Maybe like padded, like very padded. I don't then know. Then it's not hall brawl. Yeah, right? You got to have the clack, clack. The it's got to be the, the noise. It's got to be the noise, yep. the hit. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just got to say, another fun season of the challenge. If you've got Paramount Plus and you've got 12 hours, Crank it out. It is a, it's a fun spend. It, if you haven't watched it yet, first of all, shame on you for spoiling yourself. But I hope this is a good inspiration for you to go back and watch not just this season of the challenge, but you know some of our challenge favorites who didn't get much screen time this year, like Nelson. Nelson is the dumbest, smartest, nicest person in the world. <laughs> and when you learn oh, that his backstory is like a manager of a strip club in Houston, a lot of things make a lot more sense. Um <laughs> But we watched Nelson learn to swim in this challenge over the challenge course. Like yeah. we watched Nelson grow. We watched him fall on his sword for his friend before. Like it's just I don't know. There, there's things to cheer for. And again, maybe if I got to know Danny or Sarah for a longer course of time, I wouldn't feel as it as dismissive of them as competitors. But I haven't. And I hope Danny comes back so I get to know him better. And I hope Sarah enjoys her life at home with her wife and her husband and kid. And I think that's fair too. Yeah, and they, they made it. I mean, they, like, Sarah would have kept going. Like, the, what happened with Theo was just bad luck. You know, like, they, they did show that they can hang. Um, so there's that. Still didn't like them. No, nothing like that. Um, well, I guess we're about done here. I think that was over 30 minutes, so I'm not a coward, Mike. <laughs> um, any final thoughts on the season of the challenge? Any final thoughts on, on anything? You've got this. The floor is yours. Oh, my God. I mean... Like you said, if you're anybody who's happening happens to listen to this and you're not watching the challenge, you should be watching it. It is enjoyable. It is my favorite night of the week. We are avid watchers, big fans. Um, I know we really picked up our, our viewership when we were living in Philadelphia and it was cold and we were bored, but we have held strong for almost a decade at this point. And Ugh. the beauty of it is legitimately in, mark my words, six weeks, within the next six weeks, there will be something on the Instagram account or on Twitter about the, the the rumors around the next cast. Like there is always a new one coming and I am here for it. Give me more challenge. Can't get enough of it. She's not bluffing guys. Like she's the one who tells no. me when challenges are coming. She's like, did you see what they said about so-and-so on Instagram? I'm like, I don't know what, yeah. I don't, these people exist for me for one hour a week. And you're like, I I'm gonna follow them. Yeah, I know their lives. I'm in it. Like, this is Again. my, like, you know, I'm a woman, obviously. I don't watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. I don't watch any of that sure. shit. I don't watch any of those shows. It's not, it's not for me. I watch The Challenge. I read all the gossip. I love it. Because you're addicted to violence and strife. It's true. I'm like, ooh, they're angry and aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, ooh, subtweets? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for doing this thank you for taking the time um excited to sit in the car with you for six hours tomorrow and drive to gold shores and then have you sit on the beach while i go listen to music um i love you i love you oh she said it back guys look at that it's on camera and everything that was our show there is no outro see you guys early next week